0: listening to Frankie Boy Radio. That the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Letting America take a deep breath. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Frankie Boy Radio. As always, I'm your host, Josh Urban. Great to be here with you this evening. Happy Friday and happy May Day to you, and what a beautiful day it's been. Started out with some nice rain. I took a walk. Under the umbrella, and I got this nice golf umbrella from my dad, and that's oh man, that is great. It's like a it's like a a, a portable room in the rain. So that was cool. I was looking for some birds, but didn't really uh, see too many because it was raining. And you know, it is really hard to look for birds in the rain if you've never tried it, because usually if you look for birds, you go out in the in the woods. And now is a great time of year because they're migrating from the tropics up to Canada, so you can see all sorts of cool species. So you go and you look for a slight movement in the leaves. Well, if it's raining, well, think that through. I learned that hard way years and years ago, but sometimes I'll still try. And then the sun came out. I've been doing yard work. I got these awesome trees They're called green giants to plant. Got the burn barrel going this evening to burn up a little bit of scrap wood. And then the sky was clear and the moon was out and I saw the sword of the moon, or sometimes unpoetically called the straight wall. But it it's a very strange feature on the moon. It's eighty miles long, but only about seven hundred feet high. And it's a forty degree slope. They originally thought it was a cliff, but when viewed from Earth, it looks like it looks like it could be um, just a sheer wall, or it's sort of, if you squint your eyes a little bit, it looks like a giant sword on the moon. And I was thinking of everybody and I said, "Oh man, I wish I could show them this." And 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 sometimes that's logistically hard. Anyway, but under the best of circumstances, then the last thing we want to be doing is sharing a telescope eyepiece, right? So I thought, "Well, maybe I'll just explain it on the podcast this evening." When you look at the moon, well, the moon is cool from any view, really. Sometimes the the best is just looking at it with your eyes and it has so many different well obviously it has different phases right pardon the pun but but so many different views and there's the the, the autumn moon that looms low in, in the horizon through the murky air and it comes up like a giant pumpkin over the landscape and then there's the mysterious summer moon that that throws its silver beams through the the dark forest and creates these little pools of light and dapples the ground and that's just beautiful too and then there's the lonely winter moon so stern in the frost and so there's so many great ways to look at the moon with just your eyes and then you turn a pair of binoculars on it and it takes in a 3d appearance and then you train a telescope on it and you lose yourself in a forest of craters and subtle shadings of of gray and white and tan and beige and you see you can look into lunar geology so you can see a crater when well the the moon apparently the, the prevailing theory of how it formed was in, in the very early days of Earth four and a half billion years ago or so another planet was coming around about the size of Mars and smacked into the moon or smacked into the Earth and knocked off a piece of the Earth, and that became the Moon. So it was a very violent time. And then what happened, the Moon doesn't have any atmosphere. And an atmosphere will stop a lot of things from hitting the particular planet that the atmosphere is around, because the things will burn up in the atmosphere. This is where we get shooting stars from. And this is why um, spacecraft need heat shields when they re-enter the atmosphere. The wind resistance gets, or the air resistance gets so fierce, it, it Gets tremendously hot and will vaporize things. So the moon didn't have doesn't have an atmosphere, so a lot more things can hit it. And also a lot of things were hitting Earth at the same time, too, even though it had the atmosphere. So all of this violent bombardment was happening, and then finally everything pretty much settled down. So we can see these vast lava flows when a, a, a crater was already there and then the lava flowed over the crater and filled it up but that's called a ghost crater and then you have um, some of the prominent craters you can almost see them with your unaided eye but the one I was looking at tonight was called it's called Copernicus and uh, I think it's about 50 miles across could be could be mistaken maybe a little less and this one has terraces inside it, a terraced wall inside it, and the central peak you can see. And then when when the rock slammed into the crater, it threw moon guts everywhere, or rock everywhere. And you can see the blanket of the debris and some of the craterlets there if you look really close. And I have these things called binoculars. viewers. So usually with a telescope, you're just looking at one view, right, or one eye. Well, this you can use two eyepieces and it really feels like you're in orbit looking at this stuff, looking at the sword of the moon. And then just as you're about to get lost in this spectacular display of geology that's so far away, it's about 238,000 miles. I think And it would take us six months to drive there if we had a cosmic highway and we we're going at 60 miles an hour without stopping. It's the farthest humans have ever been and it's yet only 1.2 light seconds away. The closest star is four light years and the closest galaxy is 2.5 million light years. We've only been 1.2 light seconds in the whole universe. You're looking at this and you're getting lost in it and then the night wind creeps up as the burn barrel burns low and it rustles the fresh leaves. And it brings this sense of mystery. And usually we don't like mystery. We don't like feeling small. This whole time of uncertainty. It's got us unsettled. It's got our cage rattled. But we are small creatures in a big, big universe. And I kind of like that. I want there to be more than what I know. Because what I know doesn't entirely suffice, does it? So it's nice to be in a bigger world than what I know or a bigger universe than what I know. And the night wind comes whooshing through the leaves and it asks how many more moons are out there. (laughs) Now that's cool to think about. Now you ready to do some deep breathing America. Let's get comfortable in our chair as the moon sails high overhead in the night sky. It's in the constellation Leo right now and shines down on us. Go ahead and let those eyes gently drift closed as you breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. And now we're going to practice our 4 2 4 breath. Here we go. Let's inhale to a count of four, one. Four. Pause. One, two. Exhale. One, two, three, four. Nice. Now as you gently wiggle around a little bit and start to open your eyes, just think how cool is it? The Sword of the Moon, the straight wall, is out there right now. That's when I first saw Saturn when I was a little kid. I was so excited for three days just to think that it's out there. Huh, that's pretty cool. Who knows what else is out there? You all have a great evening, and I'll see you tomorrow.